Okay, we talked about it last week. I didn't get to go to the comic book expo, comic yeah. entertainment expo. So, John and Nathan, why don't you guys make me jealous and tell me about what happened? Okay, I'm at Weird Al Yankovic. Like that doesn't make me bit. jealous. It's okay. Damn it. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know what the like the guy that was the voice of Raz signed my copy of Psychonauts. That was cool. Nice. I, I, yeah, it was. I don't know. It seemed a little lower key this year in some ways. Well, it's because it yeah. was spaced out more. That's why. Yeah. Looking they at def- the guest list, like I didn't care about like almost anyone there. Well, they seem to kind of go for a broader and like more TV focused thing. Seem to be the yep, trend. Uh, I yeah, was but and then they picked a lot of shows that I just I haven't watched. Okay, so you're not like, oh man, dude, Walking Dead cast. Gotta that was there. like, those are like the one people. There were, there okay. were the two people, or there was three, the three people I would have wanted to see, but it was like the one show. Yeah, then there's like Game of Thrones, and yeah. I mean, if you're Doctor Who fan, like Torchwood people were there. Yeah, and Stargate was there. Yeah, Stargate. Um, And then I guess voice actor-wise, like Invader Zim people were there. Um, which is Richard Horvitz, which is the Psychonauts guy as well. So that was the one thing I was kind of checked out. I don't remember, like, panels. Did you go to any panels, John? Or? No. The few I wanted to were when I couldn't make it. Okay. Like, I did see Weird Al's <clears throat> panel um, as well as the concert, and that was that was fun to see. I heard the Will Wheaton um, panel was pretty good. Yeah, he he tends to put on a good, you know, talking like talking stories and whatever. I, I didn't go to that one, though. Um, and the the other ones I was planning to see on Sunday just filled up. Like there was gonna be uh like a triple feature, I guess, of uh Game of Thrones, Nathan Fillion, and then Walking Dead or something. But that whole area just filled up, and it was just like, don't even bother coming here. There's traffic problems or whatever. Like them handling foot traffic seemed to be a thing they were really really focusing on. Like there was more not enforcers, but whatever volunteers there, kind of po- pointing you in different directions to try to spread people out, stuff like that. Um, did you get caught in a line at any point, like, outside to get in? No. Okay. I showed up late enough that, like, the only problem I had was finding parking on Saturday. That was about it. Oh, okay. I, like, I thought Saturday would be the biggest day, but then seeing it Sunday, it was kind of crazy. Like, I don't know if Sunday ended up, like, just because that was when some of those big TV panels were, so maybe people waited. Mm, but I don't, I don't know. know, like, some of the people I wanted to see weren't there. Uh, I saw Nathan Fillion drive by on a golf on a golf cart. There you go. Which is kind of weird. Yeah. Um, I guess game stuff, like, I just shopped a lot. It was kind of just the coolest flea market, in a way, for so stuff what did, like that. So what did all you guys, like, get there? I um, bought a bunch of video games. Like, do you want... I, I guess I'll... I got Mario Land 2, um, Aladdin for the Super Nintendo, uh, Blast Core for the N64, which led to me finding out my reset button is stuck on my N64, so I can't play it. Wait, What? Yeah, I I googled this problem. Apparently, it happens. Like your your those buttons will get dirty over you know eighteen years or whatever, and then you need to open it and clean it. Um, so are you planning so, on doing that? Yeah, I guess I'll have to. So uh, you just can't play anything on your N sixty four at all? I, well, I, I I played it like a few weeks ago. If you remember, we did the Shadows of the Empire thing. Yeah. Um, but I guess I'm pretty sure that's what's wrong. Like the reset button seems to be permanently sunk into the system. So I think it's just okay. resetting constantly forever. Um, but anyway, uh, then Brittany got Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne and Super Mario 3D Land, so I can play that, um, nice. which is great. I'm trying to think. I think there was another one, but I don't remember. Oh, World Ends With You. She also picked up that one. Uh-huh, good that choice. game is great. That is a good game. Um, 
I think that was it. I think I only got the three games. I was I was looking around for the Genesis version of Aladdin for quite a while, but then John told me he has it, so I might look. I at that think I might have two actually. If you just want to take one of them, this is great news. I have, I'll, have, I'll have to double check, but I think okay. I may have two copies of Aladdin for Genesis. I, I might have given I might have given away the other one to my girlfriend. I don't know. I guess where where do you weigh in on this contentious issue of which one is better? I like them both, but uh, the animation's better in the Genesis one, but I think the music's better in the SNES one. Okay. So final verdict. <laughs> Up in the air, maybe a slight preference towards the SNES one. Okay. I need to just play those again because I, I I haven't in a long time, but I remember them being pretty good. They, I guess they fall in that era of Capcom doing licensed Disney stuff really well, um, which is cool. I, I don't know. Oh, and I picked up like Dark Knight Rises. I didn't own that movie, so now I own that movie. So yeah, that that was that was that for John. Sure. What did you buy? Um, I got I grabbed two sets of stuff. One set was stuff at the con. The other set was stuff I had ordered before that my friend gave me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so from him, I ordered uh, a bunch of Japanese stuff. So Super Bomberman 3, 4, and 5. Uh, Fist of the North Star, the Twin Blue Stars of Judgment, History of the Fist Masters. Okay. Which is a pretty amazing name. Which, it's just it's the Fist of the North Star is... fighting game for PS2. PS2, okay. Like, it's Japanese only, but it's made by Arc System Works, the Guilty Gear guys. So it's basically yeah. Guilty Gear meets Fist of the North Star. Okay. Fist Masters. Okay. I love that's the English translation according to wikis. The Twin Blue Stars of Judgment: History of the Fist Masters. Uh, I also picked up Turok: Rage Wars, Turok Two: Seeds of Evil, San Francisco Rush, Shining in the Darkness, Toe Jam and Earl, and Panic on Funkatron. Oh, okay, then, that's the sequel that was not well liked. Eh, or? yeah, it's it's different because it's just a standard two D platformer instead of like this crazy adventure game. Right. Okay. I also picked up uh, a bunch of PS1 games. So I got Duke Nukem, Land of the Babes for free, uh, Crash Bandicoot 2, Cortex Strikes Back, Spyro the Dragon 1, Spyro Year of the Dragon, Chocobo's Dungeon 2, and Clock Tower. Wait, the first Clock Tower? Uh, the first PS1 one, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I, I was, I've kind of been vaguely curious about Clock Tower 3 for a while, because I guess the director of Battle Royale had something to do with it. Um... But I haven't actually played it. It's Home Alone-esque or something, right? You're setting traps? Sort of. Like, that's how you get out of certain situations. You might be thinking of Trapped, though. T-R-A-P-T. Oh, okay. Or Deception. Okay. Well, what's the Clock Tower centered around, then? I thought monsters were trying to get you. and. You well, were... yeah, that, too. Uh, Clock Tower is about, like, or at least the earlier ones are about a kid named Scissor Hands or Scissor Man going around killing people. It depends on which game you play. I've only played through the first one for the Super Famicom, okay, which was about a bunch of orphans being like going to this new home, hmm. but uh, they end up being becoming like sacrifices. Okay, so it was all a ruse to kind of like you play as like this small girl who can't really fight back that much, so you have to figure out what's going on. Okay, I might also like. Now I'm just reminded of this game called Haunting Ground. Yeah, no, Haunting Haunting Ground was awesome. Okay, like you and a dog mm-hmm. and you're being chased by something. Yeah, weird horror games. Anyway, um, now there was also that booth there. You probably saw it with all the Earthbound copies. Yeah, like, oh, that was Next Age or Next Wave. Yeah, th- those were quite expensive, but it was still kind of. <sighs> so the sad thing is, those are the correct prices. Yeah, no, I was kind of checking online with some of those, just to be like, are these people a little crazy? But it's like, like one booth seemed a little like asking a bit much for some stuff. It was just like, like the seventy five dollars for uh, Link to the Past seemed a bit high. 
Yes. Yeah. Especially, like, it's makes they make their own case kind of weak by having, like, a dozen of them, too. It's just like, this clearly isn't that rare. Like, what are you guys doing? It's not a rare, it's more a case of demand, but no, like, $75 is too much for a SNES card. <clears throat> yeah. A link to the past, in my opinion. I mainly, like, was at that booth to remind myself of games, and it's like, oh, cool, I'll check for Mario's Missing Online then. Oh, sweet. There it is. Like was, did you happen to be uh, at Video Game Trader? Is that what happened? Oh, no. I saw their booth, too, but I just didn't even really inquire, because they were, they were totally out to lunch, and always are, on almost everything. All right, but. so for references' sake, I, I see a single cart for twenty five bucks, uh, a boxed cart for forty, and yeah. a uh, greatest hits version for forty as well with box and manual. There you go. See, so, like, that's yeah. that seems more. Oh, hey, since we're on the topic of just weird SNES games or whatever, did you ever play that Indiana Jones Greatest Adventure? Yeah. Game? Is it like Super Star Wars but Indiana Jones? Like, yeah. Good. Yeah, it's really great. good. I got, I'm, I think, halfway through the second movie. Okay. That, Cause that's, it's all three movies. Yeah. That's just something I've only recently become aware of. I was like, I love Super Star Wars. I like Indiana Jones. This might be a thing I should check out. No, you should. But, you totally should. Hmm. I, I don't think it's as difficult either, but there are a lot of uh, points. Just same okay. as the Star Wars games. Yeah, like as a kid, I I just I beat Super Star Wars and stuff. But then looking back on it, it's like I basically had that game just memorized, like exactly where to stand, exactly where what to do, and that's how you get through that game. But like if you just came at it fresh, it would just be stupid. So, and I didn't ever get to that point with Empire Strikes Back or anything. But okay, um, I don't know. Is there any other like general convention stuff that was noteworthy? No, Did you see of... any amazing cosplay that just blew your mind? Uh, there was a pretty person. good Iron Man walking around. Okay, yeah. Did like you get any trios? autographs? I didn't know. The only autograph I wanted to get, I couldn't make it to. And that was Weird Al. Okay. So we got a picture taken with him, at least. So I've got that. Was that just, like, around the floor or something? Or at his show? Or how do you... Oh, no. Uh, there was He did, like, a photo sh- session. Oh right, right. Okay. So my friends booked a session and got me in on it. So did you have to pay for that? Yeah, it was like twenty bucks. Ugh. That's less than some of the other ones. I think Fillion was like eighty or something. Uh, it's, it's... The the dude Emperor Palpatine was like a hundred or hundred and ten. It was ridiculous. Yeah. McDermott was asking insane prices. Like it was ninety dollars for an autograph. It's like what? I, uh, I man, I hate that so much. Yeah, it kind of taints it a bit in my mind. It's just like I don't, I don't know about that. I'm just gonna not do that. I mean, The Emperor was great. Return of the Jedi is a cool movie. But, I don't know. Conventions. That thing sold out this year. It's the first time that's happened. No, But well, there was a lot less people, right? So <clears throat> That's because they actually cat sales this year. They hadn't done that in the past. That's why. Oh, right. yeah, that's what so I was it hearing. could actually sell out, I guess. And I, I didn't experience as much traffic stuff as a result, except maybe on the last day. No, everything was spaced out. Instead of being in one building this year on like, the Corral... It was over in the Big Four and the BMO Center and the Corral. Oh, okay. How much time do you actually get to spend there? I saw you on Saturday and you were like, I gotta go in like 20 minutes. Like, I'm here for half <laughs> I, an hour. I was gone for like two or three hours and I came back for the rest of the day and I was there for the majority of Sunday. Oh, okay. And I was there for a good chunk of Friday as well. Oh, okay. So you actually managed to... Like, it sounded like you were just ducking in and out of the convention. You Pretty much, because I, I originally wanted to get in to get Weird Al assigned something. It was like 11 o'clock on Sunday, or Saturdays when I would have been there. Mm-hmm. But I had booked something else, so I ended up doing that. So I did that, and then I got there, and then I dropped my girlfriend off. And then by the time I got to relax, I had to run again and leave because I forgot to cancel my gym session. Oh, yeah, that that's when we saw you. 
Yeah. But, okay. So I went to the gym session, then came back to the convention, which was the worst idea. Nerd with your going to the gym? The worst idea, because that night I was just super exhausted, because my trainer made sure to kick the crap out of me. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like then I had to walk around on my feet for like the next five or six hours running around a convention. So by the time I went to bed, I was like dead. I was so exhausted I couldn't sleep. No, that's good. Well, that last part's not good. So yeah. exhausted you couldn't sleep. That's, yeah. That's the worst. <coughs> so it's okay. kind of wrapped back around on you. Pretty much. Mm. You probably should have just continued to work out <laughs> at that point. At like 1 a.m. to start yeah. lifting weights. Just never stop. <sighs> I feel like I need to watch Pain and Gain now. Yeah, I was just gonna like try to work in I believe in fitness into that, but I couldn't. But there it is. Um, what were you gonna have signed? Um, I have a bunch of Weird Al's cassettes. Oh, okay. So I was gonna get those signed, and I have his uh his movie UHF, and I have his music video DVD. Oh, I have that. Yeah, the Weird Al collection or whatever. Yeah, that's some good stuff. But okay, cool. I I yeah, I don't know what else really pertinent happened at the convention. Like, oh, wait, this one time my pizza got, like, smushed into the box, and it was mm-hmm. horrible. It was the worst thing. Yeah. Like, opening the top of the lid, and the pizza is stuck up, up there. And so next convention know. for anyone here is E3? Is yep. that right? Yeah. I guess that counts as a convention. Um, Well, I don't well, know. It was an like... expo, and the one you guys were just at was an expo. Right, mm-hmm. but it's got a just... point. It's, it's so much more businessy. Like the people there aren't like. Yeah, there's not hey, that much. Look at all these cosplayers. Everyone's excited. It's just like, no, we're we're making this deal on these iPhone covers or something like. Hey, this. you're handing out business cards. Yeah, yeah this, you, this is an actual expo cards. compared to Comic Expo, which is more of a convention. Right. I guess so. Trade shows. Well, I don't know the definition, but yeah, that's the next big event that we're going to. Um, I need to. But hey, that out. event's all about video games. It is. So it is. is this podcast. That's true. Ooh. Contrary to popular belief. <laughs> We've been talking about Comic Expo for a while now. Yeah. But that's it's also, good. you know, there's the Venn diagrams line up. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. I'm your host this week, uh, the week of May 2nd, because it's May now and the sun is out. Yeah. I love it. Finally. There's no snow on the ground for once. Uh, there's still snow at the river, though. There was a bit last night near a park, but hopefully it melted. Yeah. I don't know. It's... Anyway, I'm your host, Sean Booker. I'm joined with John Wheeler. Yo. And Nathan Rohr. Hey. Let's get right into it. Uh, Nathan, what have you been playing? Oh, okay. Um, well, I guess as I mentioned at the convention, I picked up uh, Super Mario Land 2, which is a game I've sort of been meaning to play for many years, just because friends had it on Game Boy when I was a kid, and it looked kind of neat, but I never actually played it. Um, I did that this week. Uh, is, it the, is it like the eight red coins or eight? Six golden coins. Six golden coins. I like um, that game quite a bit. Those yeah. bunny ears. The bunny ears is a weird power-up that's not in anything else. Like, actually, that's the thing. Like, a lot of stuff in this game is just, like, unique to this game as far as I know. Yeah, that's why like, I really like this one. It's just, like, it's one of the weirdest Mario games, but it it's kind of neat. Um, It gets hard. It, oh. Not not really. The final castle is difficult. I'll admit that. I had. Yeah. I don't think I got to the final castle. I think I stopped at like the moon area. Oh, okay, the moon area has like one level that's pretty crazy. But I ended up just kind of cheesing it by getting a bunch of power ups. Uh, like uh, like I got to the checkpoint, went back, played the slot machines or whatever to get some like uh, items. Went back and then just got hit and glitched through stuff. And then was like, there, sweet, I beat it. You know, like. 
it's it's that scrolling level with all the stars. Yeah, that's I think that's the one where I. That's I the boss the first... stage, isn't it? Uh, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, it's the final stage in that space space area. Um, it's not like the hardest thing ever, but it's just annoying enough to where I was like, "Come on, this sucks. Like, let's just get this over with." And then, yeah, I fought the guys. Um, yeah, that game. I, I guess the story for the game is Wario took over Mario's castle, so he has a castle, mm-hmm. and now it's a Wario castle, and you <clears throat> need to get the six golden coins from like the six different areas, um, all at the same time in order to open the door. And I I played to game over once, like I just so kept... you lost the coins. I lost the coins, and I was like, "That's crazy! That's so cool that like there's this super high like failure bar kind of like." But getting like... lives is really easy. Uh, yeah. Isn't that, like... that, isn't that like at the end of every stage you get to do like a slot machine thing? Yeah, for, at the end of a lot of the levels, you get to play like a bonus game where you usually win a bunch of lives. But coins act totally differently in this one. Like I like I got two hundred coins, and I was just like, "Wait, what?" And I just kept getting coins. Eventually, I have like seven hundred and didn't know what to do. There's like a little place you're supposed to spend them on, like uh, another bonus game, and then you get items or lives. Yeah, uh, there's depending. a slot machine. If you pick up nine 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 coins, you go to the slot machine. You can get up to like ninety nine lives. Right. I never saved up that many to do that. But, That's uh, usually all I ever did when I play the games. Like I want to go to the cool one. Right. Like the the ultimate stakes, high stakes slot machine or whatever. Like yeah. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure, actually, that, that 999 one, you cannot lose. You will win something guaranteed. And it will be something worth your time? Like, I believe be... so. I think, like, the worst is maybe a 5-up. Oh, okay. Keep in mind, this has been years since I played through this, so... Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Um, It didn't seem to take that long to get all the golden coins, but then I spent a lot of time just figuring out Wario's castle. Because, like, now I have it pretty much just memorized, but while I was playing, it was just like, wow, this is just so much harder than any other level in this game. And there's, like, no checkpoint in it, and it's way longer. Like, you go to it, and it's just like, you have 900 seconds to beat this, because it's, you know, it's going to go for a while. Yeah. Um, And then there's just, like, you know, zero room for failure jumps and, like, weird crusher hand things. And, like, you get up top, and there's, like, all these floating orbs with, like, Wario faces on them that you need to fight. And, yeah, I don't know. Like, tough ending, but that was kind of cool. And then I beat it, and... Wario and all that. It, it was pretty neat. Um, I don't... I probably missed, like, a bunch of secret levels and stuff. It seemed like there was some areas I was not... Do you know how many levels are in that game, or maxed out? Like, when I went to go play the castle, it said I'd beaten 23 levels. And that seemed kind of low. But I want to say maybe 30 at most. Okay. Because <clears throat> um, I know that, like, there's a, there's a secret stage and I believe, every world, or maybe one doesn't, but there one has two to make up for it. Okay. I know I found one in Pumpkin Zone or whatever that I thought was really helpful in terms of getting lives. Like, I would just go back there to, like, get a one like, get a star and then fight, like, hit a bunch of dudes and get a bunch of one-ups or whatever. Um, that was the one I distinctly remember as, like, oh, this seems like a secret. The Super Mario Land games are awesome. Yeah, like, I, I have, I've, I've yet to beat the first one. It, doesn't it play linear, though? Like, kind of like the original Mario Bros.? Yeah. But like you start you in like, or like the no, the second level, you're in like Egypt or something. Yeah, but like, I guess yeah. Like I was gonna say, like with this one, like tons of unique enemies. Like just like this is a pig that shoots cannonballs. I don't know. Like the whole the whole game kind of does not make sense. Yeah, like each world has like its own enemies, own backgrounds. Like each level has its own kind of unique look to it. In some cases, it was kind of neat. 
Um, and yeah, is is, is there totally just nutty. so there's those two, and then is it is how many other land games are there? There's Mario well, 3D Land, which just came out. I just was looking at. It. I guess Wario Land One is like colon Super Mario Land Three. Okay. Like, so yeah. the, that is the the. I'm not sure if I played that one, but and then the it's War- part of the land games good. are great. Yeah, all the Wario Land games are great. Fourth I think I've, I've played one, a couple of them. I just don't know if I played that one. I only really played the the GBA one. Like, uh, which one is that? Four. Yeah. Four. <clears throat> the GBA I, one's I, a little strange because in Wario Land one, two, and three, you don't have a health meter. Oh, okay. Sorry, in, sorry. In Mario Land one, you do, but two and three, you don't. Okay. So, like, the whole point of two and three was that you could do all these crazy transformations to yourself, and that's how you solved puzzles and got like extra treasure in that. Hmm. And Wario Land one played like Mario, like you could get shrunk and you could pick up power ups to get bigger or different like fire, flame breath and jet heads and stuff like that. Weird. Okay. Like I, yeah, I haven't really looked into like I like Wario as a character mainly because of the WarioWare games, but I guess I could look into some of those platformers too. Um, this is like I don't know. This is definitely making me feel happy about my Game Boy player, like playing these on the on the TV through mm. the GameCube. It's just like I yeah. need one of those. This is awesome. Um, so I, yeah, I'll probably go play some other Game Boy stuff on there if I, if I go back to that. Um, but, oh, and it tried to colorize it a bit, I guess. Like, did they never re-release these in any kind of beefed up form? Like, it was just like... No. Um, they're on the Virtual Console, that's about the most as a re-release they've gotten. Yeah, there's no Game Boy Color touch-up or anything. No. Hmm. That's too bad. They're they're pretty cool games. It looks like 32 stages. Okay, so yeah, there's like eight I have not beaten, I guess. So I I could go back and look for secrets, but at this point I'm just kind of glad I finished the main thing. So I'm I'm trying to think what else was like really distinctive about it. Uh, I guess it was the first time, like, I don't know, it also led me down that path of like, you know that Takata's song or whatever? The secret Easter egg? I guess this was one of his first games, so it's in there somewhere. Um, And then, then I was watching videos of Luigi's Mansion and all this, but... Yeah. Right, because Luigi's Mansion has the song hidden in it and everything else. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, it's not like a mystery anymore. There's just go to Wikipedia. There's a master list of all the games that have it, so it's no longer just like what? Oh, dude, that's so crazy. But I don't know. Internet secrets, like well, game secrets that are now revealed through the internet. But yeah. Um. So yeah, that was that was pretty sweet. And then I today played a bit more than I was expecting to of Robot Unicorn Attack Two. Um, which if you're if you remember, there was the Infinite Runner game some years ago with that song. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, that song is still in there, but it costs a dollar because this yep. is a free to play game. Um, so that's I thought that was kind of clever of them because like the first time I put it up, it's like what they changed the music. Um, but I don't know, like it's it's a runner game, so it's it totally falls within all the same things those do, but like it's got a real fluid, you know animations and stuff in it weird stuff's going on in the background uh the music they did replace it with is actually pretty pretty good too it just doesn't have cheesy lyrics in it um but yeah like a lot of like uh i guess that half like just jetpack joyride kind of mentality in it like the goals to complete each time you go out to kind of earn more things and then you can buy more power-ups and whatever but you know if you've played one of those it's it's one of those but i have something about it right works for me and i mean they've they've added some stuff for for them like there's enemies in it now like before there were those star like obstacles that you had to blast through now there's star giants that are like will shoot at you um 
And I'm sure there's, like, more, like, there's different zones and stuff, too. Like, as you rank up, you'll unlock completely different maps and whatever. Um, and I think, if I if I was reading it right, uh, the dude who did the soundtrack for, um, what's that, what's that game? Sid, Sid, he made it. Uh, you know, the, oh, man, what's it called? For PSN, it was really, really great. The soundtrack's amazing. Shatter. Shatter. Yeah, the the artist who did that did a song for this game that you unlock later, um, and I'm curious to hear that. But anyway, it's you know Adult Swim thing. Oh, I guess there's an online like multiplayer aspect to it. Like you choose which team you want to represent, and there will be leaderboards and stuff, kind of showcasing whose team is better. Um, I don't know. It's an iPhone game. Uh, that's all I played this week. Okay, um, John. I played. <clears throat> I played the hot, hot new title that everyone's been excited about: <gasps> Double Dragon Two: The Revenge. Oh, d- the one that's supposed to be terrible? No, no, no. I played the NES version. Oh, okay. The other, yeah, isn't the other one like Neon something? No, well, Neon's the good one, and then there was a really bad Double Dragon Two remake that came out on XBLA like a couple weeks ago. It's got like a fifteen on Metacritic. Yeah, it's supposed to be so bad. I, I was hoping you looked at that, but okay. I, the... I I don't want to waste money on that to be honest. No, I know. Like, yeah, never mind. I'll I'll just look up video or something, see what people are saying. But... I watch your I watch a review on it. it. Oh man, it looks bad. Like, how do you do that wrong? It's just a beat 'em up, right? They like, added what... a stamina bar. Oh, so it's like your dude's tired. He punched too much. Yeah. Wow. And it beat okay. him up. You get tired. And like, there's like stun lock issues where like you can't if you get knocked down, you they can hit you before you get back up, so you can okay. be stuck in an endless loop. That sucks. So it's a really, really frustrating beat em up. Especially compared to Double Dragon Neon. Okay. That sucks. But okay, so the NES original, how's that? Uh, hard, but I've beaten it. Okay. There's, it's, it's weird. Okay, so to beat the game, you have to beat it on the highest difficulty. Uh, because like, if, if you beat it on be the it, true ending or something, or just to feel like you've beaten to, it to get all the stages. Oh, okay. If you play on easy or practice, you only get three stages. Mm-hmm. If you play on, I think, warrior, which is normal, you get eight stages. And if you play on supreme warrior or dragon warrior or something like that, which is hard, you get nine stages. Okay. And that's, that's how you a get a lot like, more the, stages. Yeah, that's how you get Triple the actual the ending. Okay. Um. And uh, same setup, like your girlfriend gets kidnapped by some dudes or something. Uh, slightly different. This time she gets killed. Oh, that's darker. Yeah, just a tiny bit. So you're just revenging, I guess. Yeah, exactly. It's a revengeance. It's revengeance before revengeance. Whoa, I know. Deep. Does it also have lightning something action as its genre? No, sadly, it's actually very slow. <laughs> and it kind of oh, there's so many frustrating points about that. It's it's kind of a memorization game as well, because you only get three lives. No it continues. There's no way to earn extra lives, and oh. if you fall in the pit, you immediately lose a life. And there's a number of stages specifically set up to knock you into a pit. That's gross. That's so you have awful. to know what to expect and like how to fight bosses. Hmm. Beat 'em up, man. I don't know. Like, I get. How long is it? Maybe like if you're doing good, like is it still like an hour or something, or is it more? It's probably like, like ten more? minutes. Ten fifteen. Really? Wow. It's, it's short. Arcade games. Okay. 
Well, I mean, it's an NES game. Yeah, I get what you mean. Is it ported, or is it original? I believe it is a port, because I, be- I know there's a Double Dragon 3 in arcade, so I'd assume there's a Double Dragon 2. Okay. When did those stop, like, Double Dragon as a thing? I guess they haven't, because Neon. It went 1, 2, 3 for NES, and a bunch of other systems. Then there was Super Double Dragon. Then there was Battletoads and Double Dragon. Right, okay. Uh, Then there was, like, Double Dragon Neo, Double Dragon 5, which was a fighting game. I think the Neo Geo got the latest one, and then they took, like, a, a really long break. Then there were, like, XBLA remakes and Game Boy Advance versions of Double Dragon 1, and then Neon came around. Like, I've heard some people say that, like, the modern, you know, action game, like, Devil May Cry and God of Wars are kind of the equivalent of that. Like, would you want to see them, like, these old franchises remixed in that kind of format? Like it's just 3D brawler. I think it'd be interesting. I mean, like, Splatterhouse definitely went that route anyways. They went the God of War route. I heard that was okay. I didn't play it, though. I played but... a bit of it. I liked it, but I just never got around to finishing it. Okay. Uh, Yeah, mm. for reference, uh, Speed Devils Archive, fastest run they have for single player is 11 minutes and 22 seconds. Sing- or with t- In two player, it's 11 minutes and 8 seconds. So, it's a short game. But fun. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that kind of bugged me about it is, like, there's these super moves, which they do tons of damage. But the uh, the timing for using them is really weird. Like, uh, when you land from a jump, if you hit the punch button, you will do an uppercut, which does a good amount of damage. Okay. But if you land from a jump and press forward and A and B at the same time, you'll do this flying knee attack, which does, like, a ridiculous amount of damage and sends characters off the screen. Awesome. So, like, that's the move you want to use, but it's just the timing on it's so difficult. Like, you will get beaten up if you can't lock it down properly. Hmm. And then there's the their standard, like, tornado kick, which is, like, hit the jump, or, yeah, hit the jump button when you're at the peak of your jump, or hit the kick button when you're at the peak of your jump, and then you will do a tornado kick, which, if anyone's in midair, they'll get hit by it and knocked down, but they have to be jumping towards it. It's really weird. Are there, like, in-game move lists for this stuff, or you just have to figure it out? Or would it be uh, in the manual I, in the original? It might have been in the manual, but uh, I had to look online for a guide. So. Okay, because I just mash like crazy during any game like this. But... Yeah, and there's also like a ton of cheap deaths. It's ridiculous. Like It, it is designed to make you know that game in and out. Gross. <laughs> okay. But, alright. You claim it's fun. That's cool. Did you just play it by yourself or co-op? I played it by myself, yeah. Okay. Co-op, it probably would have been easier because uh, you can share lives. Hmm. Sort of. Like, if, if a character dies because of a player, the player that killed them earns their their life. Sorry, just on co-op, I guess I, I was going to say it before we transitioned, but um, I heard Turok, Turok Rage Wars actually has a co-op glitch where you can't beat the game. I don't but... know if it's co-op. I thought it was single player, but... Oh, yeah, no, okay. there's there's two different versions of the game. There's a black cart, which is the one that has the problem, and then there's a gray cart, which has the problem fixed. Oh, which one did you get? Black cart. I have never seen a gray cart. Oh, okay. Apparently, they're, they they only mailed them out, so they're hard to find. Oh, it was like a replacement for people who complained about it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, a friend of mine was way into Turok, and I remember we were playing it, and it's just like, yeah, this game just kind of ends at this point, which sucks. Like, it kind of had a branching campaign, but it's like it's like an arena game, really. But... Yeah, no, like, there was, like, one specific branch you can't finish unless you have a Game Shark or the properly fixed cart. Yeah. But, anyway, sorry, just on co-op, I was no, reminded okay. of that. But, that's okay. all I played this week. So. That's it? Yeah. Okay. Sean. 
Because that means what I've been playing. You've mm-hmm. actually been playing new games. I guess Robot Unicorn's new. So there, boom. That's my contribution. Saved it. Saved it right there. Yeah. But okay. What do you, What do you wish to talk about first? Um, let's talk about DMC. Okay, Sean. All right. Lowercase M. Um, don't you forget? I know. I've only played uh, the first two uh, chapter or missions, story missions. Okay. So I'm not too deep into it. But that second mission, you get so many new weapons and stuff. It's a pretty big mission. Um, I'm liking it. I really like the way it looks. It's a stylish game. John, how far did you make it? Uh, I want to say chapter 6 or 7. Okay. I Whenever you fight like a giant boss in kind of like a lava pit, you'll have gotten to where I got. Okay. So I'm definitely not there yet, but like... Um, I think the combat's really great and really easy to use. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if... It's got to be the combat, because I'm not the best at this, but I feel like I'm pulling off some cool combos. Uh, and just being able to, like, grab guys and pull them towards me, or pull their shields off, or knock them into the air with one weapon and use the other one. It's just really fluid, and I'm really enjoying the combat. Um... That that's really all I can say because I haven't played too much about it. But yeah, that game looks really nice. Actually, one thing I was gonna say that I just remembered. Okay. I'm getting a lot of like uh, Madden Alice Madness Returns vibes from it. I guess I can see in why terms you of have like that? level structure and design, kind of. Yeah, no, that's where I see you getting that reference from. Yeah, because huh. there's a lot of like kind of you know 3D uh, like platforming elements going on. Uh, and just kind of like, look at this whole area that you entered in, it, like this mansion just kind of exploded and it's like moving around and it's like, this seems like something from like Madness Returns kind of. Weird, yeah, no one was making that comparison, but I guess I can see what you mean. Yeah. Well, but keep in mind, like Madness Returns, also, you know, like a brawler with different weapons and whatnot. It's more of a Zelda-ish brawler, though. Like, is there backtracking? Not, not really. No, from what I saw of Alice Madness Returns, it played a bit more like Zelda than it would Devil May Cry. Because it was like Z-targeting and everything. Sure. I, I sure. guess I guess that's technically in Devil May Cry as well, but not in DMC. Oh, there's not, no yeah, not, not DMC. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. There isn't. They took okay. out the lock button, which was kind of weird. Hmm. But are, are you feeling, like, fatigued at all just after Revengeance, like, Japanese action game? or? Uh, not really. It's been a little bit since I played Revengeance. I had enough of a... Enough stuff in between. Okay. Because I just started uh, this morning. Okay. Um, just those coming out kind of a month apart, people were kind of talking about that, but... Okay. Sure. Hmm. Sure. Um, and I'm assuming this is much longer than Revengeance. Y- yeah. Um, that seems to be what people... But I actually think. revisited Revengeance in the last couple of days to show a friend kind of those first two stages. Man, the music in that game is so good. Okay. So good. Which game? Uh, Revengeance. Actually, the music in Devil May Cry also kind of equally good, because it's literally just, like, death metal Yeah. when you get into a fight. But just, I just love the music from Revengeance so much during boss fights. It's so good. Hmm. Um, but let's uh, let's talk about some games that I played to completion, uh, or enough of a completion. Uh, Poker Night at the Inventory 2. So you won all the poker championships or how did that I won, game I won two of them of the five okay Cause yeah is there sure a to... campaign really or is it just kind of play poker it's just play poker tired of so did either poker. of you guys play the first one I did yeah no no okay so this is just poker with a with a wacky cast of characters 
Yeah. Um, and uh, for those who don't know, this one has Brock Samson, Claptrap, Ash from Evil Dead, uh, and, and Max from or Sam and Max. Or yeah, no, Max. Sam. Max is the dog. Sam. Sorry, you're right. Sam is yeah. the dog. Yeah. Ah, Max I was too confused. Yeah. But Max does show up as well to you know throw a condescending remark at someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll also say uh, uh, the like there's a kind of a narrator now that kind of like walks you through how the hands are going, and that's Glados. Uh, and Glados and Claptrap together combine to just get like annoying in how like I, there's only so much like auto-tuned robot voice I can listen to before I want to kill myself. Like, and it's not that the lines are repeating, it's just the tone of them, or what is it? It's just gets repeated. It's actually, you know, it's a bit of both. I About an hour in, some lines are starting to get repeated. Okay. And a lot of the, a lot of the lines you'll hear are, once again, like, condescending remarks towards me being a bad poker player, right? Like, anytime you do something, someone's probably going to laugh at you or be like, I wouldn't have done that. Okay. Um, so it's a lot of just, I, I'm getting some of those repeats. So not only is it a ton of robot voice, but it's repeating robot voice. Right. And chop it off, they're making fun of you. So the game just yeah. talks mess. Being all a, the jerk. Time. What a jerk. I will say though, uh, the game does get pretty funny when it's not repeating itself. Uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of fun, like when the characters are talking to each other or talking about the environments and stuff. Those are pretty funny. Um, and you, yeah, uh, once again, you can change, like, the cards and the table and the area you're in to make them, like, Borderlands-themed or whatever. And the characters will actually wear, like, nicer clothes if it's their environment. Like, they'll get dressed up. Yeah. So, like, uh, Sam will show up in a tux if you're doing the Sam Max area. Mm-hmm. And just stuff like that. Um, so, you know, if you there's... like poker... Oh. Sorry? Well, actually, the first, like, the first one had a bunch of TF2 unlockables, right? Because, uh, the heavy was in it. Right. This has a bunch of... It has Borderlands unlockables. Okay. Um, and I guess that would be the only real thing. It's got some Avatar awards. I played it on the 360 version. 360 yeah. has Avatar awards. PS3 has uh, backgrounds. Like themes? Okay. Yeah, themes. Okay. And I don't know what the, P- the PC version has. Hmm. Uh, I think the Borderlands and I think also maybe TF2. I'm not sure. In all cases, is it $5? Yes, from what I understand. It's also coming to iOS at some point. Huh. I don't know how much that'll be, but uh, look for that if if you want on the go. Hmm. Um, Was Ash okay? I know you're not really equipped to know how his voice was, but... Yeah, I I don't know his character, so I can't tell you one way or the other if he's okay. Okay. Just that was Uh, was the one thing. He also got eliminated quite early most of the time. Oh, okay. Uh, It was a lot of... It was a lot of me against Claptrap. Great, yeah. And if you're tired of those, because so many times I'd be like, he, he is a computer. To be fair, I'd just be like, please, claptrap, be eliminated, so I can hear other people talking. Because a lot of time I'd get down to like Brock and claptrap again. Yeah, and it's like I already know what your two like the what what conversations happen if it's just you two. Why do I keep getting just you two? <laughs> Great, yeah. Poke um, AI or so something. I don't think it's a game you can play for very long. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's five dollars. So, so, like, what do you expect? Like, what is that worth to you? Exactly, yeah. like... Right. Um, so I did review that. It's up on Comic Book Bin if people want to go read that. Mm-hmm. And then the other game I played through this week is Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. 
Okay. All right. Just came out yesterday. I I'm understand. excited to hear about this. And I will have a review of that up by the time this episode is out. Okay. So let's talk all about that. What do you guys want to know about the blood and the dragons? Is it awesome? It's pretty awesome. All right. I'm good. I'm buying it right now. Is Done. It, is it Done. Con- Sold. Okay. Um, Is it consistently funny, or does it kind of find how to be funny at some point? I found that it was consistently funny. Okay. I will say that the story missions, they're pretty quick. You could finish, like, just if you're doing just story... Yeah. Like, two hours. There's only seven story missions. Oh, okay. They really want you to do the side quest, take over all the little outposts, and just kind of do everything. Right. Did you play and any And I've heard the developers even three? say, you should do all the side stuff and then do the story missions, because you'll be this, like, amazing badass. Okay, did you play any, like, just Far Cry 3 standard? I didn't. Okay. Huh. Like, is there hunting in it? And like... There is hunting, yet. Yeah, there is animals out there, and that's part of the side quests. The side quests are mainly... Uh, hostage missions and hunting missions. So in, in a hostage side quest, there's a scientist surrounded by, uh, enemy cyber, cyber soldiers. Everything yeah. is basically cyber insert anything. Okay. That's this game. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in the hostage scenario, you need to kind of either kill all the cyber soldiers, uh, quietly, or when they realize you're there, they'll go to attack the scientist, so you'd have to be fast. Mm-hmm. So that would mainly be like me. I would take out maybe like the first three guys quietly before they notice, and then it was just like run and knife guys before they completely killed the scientist. Okay. Uh, and then the other side quest is hunting ones, which there are animal hunting hunts. Uh, there will also be sometimes be a group of bad guys, and they're like, we need you to hunt like the commander of this group and stuff like that. Okay. So they mix things up a little bit there as well. Right. Wh- which platform did you play this on? This was 360. It it doesn't look amazing. Okay. And I remember people saying Far Cry 3 looked great. However, I also heard that the 360 version in that one wasn't the best. So yeah. this might be kind of the same issue. I I don't know though. Like frame rate and stuff or what was Just kind of like just some really like simple textures and stuff and uh, okay. simple polygons whatnot. Yeah, I know people were saying the PC version's the best. Yeah, I I assumed the other ones are better once again. Okay. Um so everything is 80s themed. The sky is always like glowing red, and basically everything is glowing neon. Is okay. that the '80s though? Red glowing sky. Yeah. Well, just kind of like was... the neon and everything going on. Or just thinking like um, '80s sci-fi, like dystopia or something. Captain right. Power. So, you're, so this is set in the far-flung future of 2007. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can rip out the cyber hearts of all of your cyber enemies. Okay. And those hearts are blue. Uh, there are blood dragons, which I don't know why they're on the island, but there are blood dragons on this island, which are these really strong enemies, and you can throw hearts to kind of, like, corral them around. Is that part of the story, or is it just, hey, a new monster or something? It's part of the story. Okay, okay. Um, so you can, like, corral blood dragons into outposts, and then just, like, ruin some outposts' day, Mm -hmm. and then go in there and try and take it over. Um... You play you play Rex uh Power Power Colt. Colt. Yeah. Uh he's pretty great. Uh I really liked a lot of his lines. Mm-hmm. He'll usually every time you kill someone have a super cheesy one liner. If not, he'll just say the like a some lyrics from an eighties song that <laughs> somehow end up uh working in the context. Okay. So you'll kill a bunch of guys and then he'll go, It's raining men <laughs> or something like that or uh, you sh- you've used the shotgun. He'll be like, "I call shotgun." 
Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. the more you describe this, the more I really do actually need to download this. It, right it's now. it's pretty good. I know, John, you'll be very happy with it. All right, that's what I needed to hear. Um, the the melee combat's pretty good. So it's just clicking in the right stick, and you uh you stab the guy, and if you're close enough to another guy, you can just basically point the left stick towards them, and you'll chain kill them. Hmm. Or if they're far enough away from you, but you can see them, you can press the right trigger, and you'll throw a ninja star at them. Okay. Um. All the a lot of I've been hearing some mixed stuff about the self-aware humor. I thought it was fine, but you'll get stuff like in the loading screen. The joke will be, "Hey, this is a loading screen," or "Hey, if you're dying a lot, you should just shoot better." Okay. Um, and I, I don't know a lot of tutorial. The tutorial of... will be stuff like press A to move in the Z axis. Yeah. So it pretty self-aware like that. I thought that was fine for the most part. I, the 80s humor is definitely the best part of it. Uh, one line I really loved that I will say mm-hmm. is you get finished blowing up this base and Rex comes out and the doc comes on the, on the, over the comm and she's like, Rex, that was, that was incredible. And he goes, no, paintings of dogs playing poker and clowns crying. Those are incredible. What I just did, that was a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. That yeah. explains that tweet then. Yeah, yeah, I, I was, thought that I was, was really confused about that, but it, like reading it, it was amazing. I thought that was such a good line. Yeah. Um. Okay. So I, I'm just trying to think, like, what else? That's Michael Bien, the voice of Rex Power Colt, was also at the expo, but I didn't get it. Was he? Oh, if I'd known that. Yeah. Yeah. You could got him to have signed your copy. Yeah, my digital copy of a game that wasn't out yet. <laughs> or just, just brought Far Cry, Far Cry 3. Three. And it's just like, you know. It's... I should just print it out, like, the front. Which of, is weird, because like, it's a standalone. Which, I guess that's, that is a cool thing about this, is it's kind of like a $15, like, summation of the Far Cry 3 experience, but done crazy. So. Right, yeah, this is basically, and like, from what I, what like, I was hearing and stuff, they, they had six months to make this. Yeah. Just kind of make something that they could sell. I think it, I think it turned out really well. Mm-hmm. I will say the ending mission is so good. Oh, okay. Like, I thought you were gonna say so stupid or something. No, it's well, it is so stupid, but it's so good. Okay. This whole game is so stupid. It's so good. Right. But I, so, I am I, sufficiently intrigued about this. Like, if it's if it, like my big problem with Far Cry Three was that a lot of it was taking itself seriously, and this looks to not do that in any. No, way. No, it is. Whatsoever. This is, in no way is this taking itself seriously. All the cutscenes basically look like a SNES game. Right. And just equally badly animated. Mm-hmm. Um. The music is fantastic. Everything is like synth rock. Well, it's like this this group Power Glove, right? That's yeah, which okay. of course, right? Hmm. So, um, but yeah, I will say uh, probably one of my favorite game endings. Okay. It is up there. No, it, sounds, it sounds interesting. And like $15, it's like, well, did you play it the way you said? Like, do the side stuff first, or did you play the story I first? started doing that, but then I was like, you know, there's a lot of outposts. I kind of just want to keep going through, and I never really found myself... It's like struggling on the main stuff, so I did do some side stuff and was enjoying it, mm-hmm. but I primarily stuck to the uh, the mission. So what, so what do you think? I, like five, six hours, or for you? I or? put into it, yeah, probably around five to six hours. I ended up around, I think my guy was level twenty one, and the okay. max is thirty. Okay, but I I'd only done about posts of people saying twelve hours, hundred percent. Like they, they yeah, you, it. yeah. There's there's not a ton more. Like in terms of outposts, I think I maybe did five. And there's got to be at least at least ten. What was that Dead Rising game that came out before Dead Rising Two? Case Zero. Case Zero. Yeah. Like it just—I don't know. I really liked that—that that it was like a small 
microcosm version of how Dead Rising 2 worked. And I actually ended up enjoying it more than Dead Rising 2 proper. Like the scenes. And then Case West came out afterwards. Kind of similar. And then it's like all the same components, but done in a shorter fashion. And that was actually something I was thinking about recently is these kind of standalone, not DLC, DLC kind of stuff. Yeah. And the whole thing with DLC is to like force you to, you know, hang on to the game and not return it to like GameStop. Right, right. So I almost wonder if these, if moving towards these standalones is bad for the core game. Maybe, but... But they're great if I, you haven't played the game, right? Like, if you right, don't like own I, it. I think it's it's kind of neat for, like, you know, like, I wouldn't have bought Bioshock 2 unless I wanted to play Minerva's Den. Right, and I really wish that was a standalone. So I'm almost wishing they would, like... Like, I almost wish the, this, the evolution of this would turn into... Like fifteen bucks standalone. If you own Far Cry Three, this is ten bucks. Oh, like they or somehow incentivize people who already owned it to keep it, right? Like a subsidy, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or even like, and you know what? If you are keeping it, you can like transfer your character over, and you'll get all these perks when you play Blood Dragon or something. Right. Well, the thing Jeff Gersman was hoping for was rolling some of this weird weapons and stuff back into Far Cry Three, but they didn't yeah, that, that would definitely be that would probably break it, considering that final mission, some of the weapons you get. Okay, just ridiculous. But, uh, yeah, or like side. I won't sharks. get it. I won't get further than that. But John, okay. you have to play this game. Okay. You have to finish it. Okay. It's only seven missions, so if you're if you're hate hating it, just finish the story. Mm-hmm. And Nathan, I also think you should play this game. Okay, I, it's it's a possibility. Like I'm, this next month is all moving stuff and whatever. But at some point, I'll I'll look into it. But okay. Um. And Blood unless Dragon. there's any other questions about Blood Dragon, that's all I've been playing. Okay. Alright, let's do some news, then. Who's gonna news it for us? I'll do it. I have let's a couple stories later, but yeah. Okay, well, I'll do my news, and then you can do your news. Okay. Okay, so first off, this was this came out yesterday, or this is when I caught wind of it. Story Bundle. Um, it has the word bundle in it, so I'm pretty sure you know what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, pay what you want model. This is for some books some ebooks. Why I bring that up is this story bundle is 10 video game themed ebooks. Okay. Specifically that Spec Ops book that was just released. Oh right, that guy's big write up about that game. Is that yeah. a good read though? Like I don't know. I don't know, but I I kind of enjoyed that game and I'm interested in someone who could write uh, like 5000 words or whatever. Okay. It ended up being no, like 50,000 Mm-hmm. He wrote a book on this game. Um, it's also got some old uh, Ubisoft franchises of like uh, Splinter Cell. Well, like no. Jordan Jordan Mechner wrote something about Prince of Persia, right? And there's Apparently. one about Karatika. Um, it's got a couple of kill screen issues, which is a, a digital magazine. Okay. Um, and then another one, 250 indie games you must play, which I'm kind of just interested what those 250 are. Mm-hmm. Um. So, right at the moment, you get seven of the books for whatever price you want. Uh, I think the mo- yeah, I'm just looking. The minimum is three dollars. If you want the bonuses, you have to spend at least ten bucks. Okay. I spent twenty, mm-hmm. just because that's where the default was at when I came by. Yeah, it's at like apparently the full refill value is a little over a hundred. So I picked it up. It's transferring onto my Kindle at the moment. Okay. Uh, but if people are interested in video game themed books. Uh, go to storybundle.com. I wonder. I wonder if how well a an Android phone works for e-reading. 
Well, you can you have apps, right? Yeah. Well, you just you get the Kindle app, which there's there is a Kindle app. Okay. And then what you need is you need a Kindle account, so you'll have to go to like Amazon, make an account, and then basically once you buy these, actually you these are DR these are DRM free, so you can either transfer them to a Kindle uh, reading thing, so like your phone like through that, or if you just have like a PDF viewer on your phone, you can just download these onto your phone. Uh, so it should work just fine for an Android device. Otherwise, like I said, you can get the PDFs, so you can read them on your computer if you want to. Hmm. I'll probably look into that then. Yeah. But, uh, mainly because I wanted to see that Prince of Persia book and the 250 games, those are both bonuses. I definitely wanted to do the, uh, bonus activated. And for 10 bucks, that's a, pr- I think that's a pretty good deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main one I really wanted was that Killing is Harmless, the Spec Ops book, because I was interested in that. So that's there. Okay. Uh, next bit of news, just kind of, I guess, out of necessity. Right. To announce uh, the big thing that happens despite right. our investment in uh, it. So Game of the Year, Call of Duty Ghost was announced. Yeah. Yay. Dude, they got masks in this one. So many masks. Was there a trailer or just the announcement? There was a trailer. And it's with dudes with masks. Wait, masks? So you're telling me Army of Two? Yeah. But No, those yeah. are helmets. Oh yeah, you're right. Dude, there's there's helmets in it. Ba- basically, yeah, it's like a bunch of warriors throughout like history, and then the last one is a dude with like a painted skull on his like balaclava or whatever. And then like, oh, so it's ghosts from the previous Call of Duty games, l- like that. Yeah, but no, it, it's literally it probably the dude named Ghost. I thought he died though, but I don't remember because I just don't remember. So okay, well, clearly got to go back, go well, play. We're all, we're all, we're all huge again. Call of Duty story fans. So. Yeah, Fallen Price and all those guys. Whatever. It's Infinity Ward apparently, and yeah, video games. Kind of interesting thing they're saying it's for every current gen console and next gen consoles. Okay. Which at the moment is PS4 and Durango, obviously. They have pre-orders up on Amazon.com already for the 360 PC and PS3 version. No word on Wii U. Yeah. So that's kind of weird. I really hope Nintendo could turn around, man. <laughs> yeah, cool. like... <clears throat> There's two ways to look at it. One is that Infinity Ward was the company that never ported their games over. It was always Treyarch. Yeah. Uh, and two... No, Modern Warfare 1 went over. Yeah, but it was ported by Treyarch. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. So Treyarch's the company that always brings over Call of Duty. But keep in mind, they didn't port it to the Wii because the Wii was weird. If The, the Wii U should be fine, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, Black so, Ops 2 was on it. Right, but, so... Yeah. I'm just hoping, like, if the Wii U can't get interesting games, can it at least get the games? Right. Like, like just get things that people might want to play. But just, yeah, like, it should be standard, like, yes, this is coming to Wii U. No, it doesn't have anything interesting for the Wii U, but it is coming to the Wii U. Like, yeah. that should be step one. Mm-hmm. Step two is, how do we use this controller in an interesting way? But step one, they haven't even done that. Not consistently, no. It's no, not so. kind of like weird. Injustice, I think, was the latest big release on the Wii U. Yeah. Right. So, that's good, but it should be, like, it should be, yes, this is coming to PS4, Durango, and Wii U, and PC. Mm-hmm. I heard rumor that they weren't going to say if it was next-gen, and they're counting Wii U in next-gen, until that the, the May 21st conference for the, the new Durango. Right. Or, but it just I, seems I, like I don't know. Yeah, it seems like why really not say weird. the Wii U? Like yeah. that thing came out last year. Yeah, I don't. Right? I don't, yeah, thing, I think I think if the Wii right U now. does not get the new Call of Duty, they're going to be in major trouble. You, yeah, you would think Nintendo would be like, 
please put it out on Wii U. Come on. That would be a bad sign for third-party support, yeah. And I mean, EA yeah. has already got beef with them or whatever, so it's weird. Right, like, so they're already having problems getting their Madden on there. If you can't get Call of Duty on there... Yeah. Yeah, man. So. I, I guess at the end of the teaser I saw, they also said, hey, the first footage of this will be shown off at that Xbox event. So May 21st, if you really want to see more of this thing. Um, and I guess, yeah, Microsoft and Call of Duty continue to hang out together quite a lot. Which I find funny because that whole thing, I don't know if that's a story we have coming up here now. Hmm. Uh, supposedly, Respawn Entertainment's new game being a Microsoft exclusive is a rumor that's been going around. Right, so we don't have that in our list. You were reminding me when you brought that up. Um, I've been hearing people say, well, if this is being shown off at the Microsoft event, that Respawn game is probably not. Yeah. Like, that, that would be kind of awkward. Yeah. yeah. Like the I, I could I could see dude. Activision literally just stating, yeah, if if you do that, if that's a an exclusive, then we're gonna fuck off. We walk or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, they definitely have. Those. I can't see Activision doing that because they want to like, sell those units. But yeah, they right. they definitely have. A well, I mean, I think they would card. just throw like throw away the exclusivity rights they've had with Xbox, like always the DLC getting on the Xbox first. Mm-hmm. I could see them suddenly I, just I changing. I, I don't see Activision caring too much if the money's coming to them. Right? Like, if the Xbox is still saying, hey, we'll give you more money to get it first, I'm sure Activision's like, okay. Hmm. Maybe, I don't, I don't know. It just, it seems like maybe a, sh- a chance for Sony to be like, hey, come on, hey, hey, we like Call of Duty over too. Over here. Bring it over here. Give, give us some of those maps. Yeah. Yep. They don't get exclusive well, maps, do they? It's more like they get a window of, they get it first or something? Yeah, they okay. get a window of exclusivity. I really haven't been following what's been going on over there for a while, but... Okay. Well, hey, you know what? This is making John upset. So yeah. he wants his exclusive maps on the PS3. I, I, clear, I clearly do for yeah. all that PS3 I play. And I want my exclusive maps on my Wii U. Yeah. Because we're all hardcore Call of Duty players. Yeah. Especially on the Wii U. It's awesome. We are the broest of bros. You can play I play Call of Duty in one place, and that's the Wii U, because it's the best Call of Duty box. <laughs> in fact, it doesn't play other games, right? It's just no. the Call of Duty box. No, exactly. Yeah, that's what I it's call mine. It's the broest thing ever. <laughs> anyway. Um... Sorry, I just threw this story in there because I, I saw people talking about it on Reddit, and apparently it's true. Um, There was apparently a Last of Us demo code or something released with God of War Ascension. Yep. Uh, by looking into those files and whatnot, the names of all the cutscenes in the game were revealed. So okay. there's a lot of like plot points that are like going around. Like People are kind of have a sense of where Cut that game's name. story goes. The girl dies. Yeah, cutscene names. I, I could see dead. them doing that just to make it easier for development. Yeah, like just kind of raw file names. Yeah, to, don't have any just to, nuance to be them. clear to people listening, I haven't read any of these, so yeah. I was making that up. That was just a joke. If you play Last of Us in June and that happens, it was a joke because you could tell because you were laughing at it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, John. Like that? Exactly. Yeah. So they didn't need yeah. to know it was a joke. Don't worry. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Um, anyway, so just, I guess, a heads up. Uh, this was couched in, like, hey, watch out if you just click on a random forum thread that's like, hey, Last of Us, like, you might get some spoilers in there, so. I'm surprised, like, so many of these are still happening. Like, how many times has some kind of product or, you know, demo product come out and people opened it up and found more stuff? I mainly remember it in relation to, like, Capcom fighting games, like, all the DLC characters revealed uh, that way. That happened with DOA as well. Yeah. yeah, like, how did they not figure this out? Like, I don't know. Let's Maybe like, they think all the way we programmed there. it, they can't do it. Alright, here we go. Step one, 
Get all the games on your console. Yeah. Step two, make that controller interesting. Step three, stop putting in placeholders for future content. Okay. There's your three-step process on how to make it big in the game industry. And keep <laughs> secrets. Like, just, yep. you know, don't, don't, yeah. Um, and then another, like, little bit of good news, uh, for me, anyway. Um, Papers, Please is coming to Steam. It made it, it's green. I really want to play that. I, play I that watched cool. someone play it the other day. It, it's an interesting game. Yeah. You can still Did play it. Is sad? It's, it's, well, I don't know what's sad, but it's, it's, it's definitely going for a melancholy kind of tone. Um, like like I said last week, I think you can you can play the first nine days of that game for free. Just go to that dude's website, and then also play his jam game Republic of Times is uh in that same kind of vein. So yeah, but some other stuff got greenlit too, but that was the one that really stood out for me. Um, so yeah. Um, and then back to Sean's news. This is John's news. Oh, this is actually John's story. Okay. Do you, want, do you want me to read this one now? We all got news. Okay. All right. <laughs> So, Fifth Cell, the company known for doing uh, Scribblenauts, and I guess that hybrid shooter that was on Xbox Live a year or two ago. Okay. Uh, they've gotten in some legal trouble due to some characters they added into the Scribblenauts games. Apparently, uh, there is a trademark on Nyan Cat, which is that flying Pop-Tart with the rainbows coming out of its butt, mm-hmm. and Keyboard that's Cat. my favorite cat. I know. Oh. I know you like Pop-Tart. And that's my second parts. favorite cat. Yeah, these are some good internet cats right here. Yeah, so apparently both of these names have been trademarked, and because they put them in the game as like just a bonus character, they are, are getting in legal trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, the article I read stated they've been in pretty much all the Scribblenaut games, but they didn't file the trademark until like a year after Scribblenauts came out. Oh, okay. So apparently that's why they kept doing it. Because gotcha. it was just kind of a reference thing, but yeah, now they're apparently they're in legal trouble, and Warner Brothers and Fifth Cell are getting sued over it. So I'm not sure how it's going to go exactly, but I think it's kind of stupid. It's, it's kind of weird, like, just, I own this meme, this meme is mine. It it makes sense, because, but... I mean, A, it's their, well, I was going to say it's their cats, but I guess Nan Cat's technically not a real thing. No. Uh, Wait, what? I know, I'm sorry to ruin it for you. I mean, there is a game and everything, but, yeah. <laughs> Wait, you're saying there's a Nan Cat game? Yeah, there's totally a game. There's, like, a Vader cat in it. There's like an everything with Nyan Cat on it. Yeah. It, I, I don't even know if it counts as a runner. You just kind of run and like eat donuts and like fly around. Well, don't you fly it. with a rainbow? You do fly with a rainbow. It it yeah, and it plays that song on loop forever. It's okay. <laughs> Someone's got experience. Yeah. But, but yeah, um, no, I I just I find it weird that you would sue over it. It's not like it's not like it is the core selling point of the game. Yeah. Uh, speak for yourself. I only buy games with Nyan Cat in them. I can now, see you being like that. I'm trying to, like, I haven't played Guacamelee. How explicit does its meme stuff get? Like, could they be in trouble? From from the shots I saw of Guacamelee, it seemed like all their meme stuff was just, like, nods to it, not the actual meme. Like, it's not like, hey, here's a picture of Fry, and it says, not sure if. It's like, no, no, no. It just, it doesn't do that. It's probably, it could be, like, I like I haven't played it. Sean's the one who's played it. Yeah, right, it, I'm trying to prob- think of, like, a specific one. Like, um, does it have, like, the those red I saw, like, a, a business something? frog or something like that. Yeah, they'll usually have, like, a picture of it, mm-hmm. but it'll be, like, redrawn in the art style, kind of. Okay. And it'll be, like, a billboard in the background. So, maybe that so I think I think that's covered under, like, art, artistic license. Hmm. So I think those, those references are safe. I might be wrong, though. I don't know the legal system that well, especially the American one. I mean, it's kind of weird that, like, it, it they weren't trademarked until after they initially appeared. 
Like that that does seem a little Well, I guess they didn't realize they could trademark Keyboard Cat or Neon Cat until maybe around then. Oh, okay. So Grumpy Cat probably also owned don't don't do that. If if the person's thought to do it, yeah. Right. And that what's that what's that internet cat? N- Nico or something? No, that's just means cat. Whatever. Well, you mean the cat that that Japanese cat? Yeah, what's that Japanese cat's name? Miu or something like that? Yeah. But no, that that cat's got like books sold about it and everything, so <laughs> Right, clearly copyrighted. You can't just mess around. Huh. Alright. Fifth cell's in trouble. Uh I guess we'll see how that goes. I haven't played Scribblenauts in a while, but I, I liked Unlimited, what I played of it. Hmm. Yeah, I liked it too. Alright, I guess it's time for emails! Yeah, 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 I think some of them are emails, right? Yes, we have some emails, but okay. Actual how do people emails. send in an email? Um, I guess you could you could probably, you could try on Twitter. Uh, we have TDP Podcast over there. Yeah, um, you can also try email, that's top10perspective at gmail.com. Right, and I guess Facebook is this, it's this social network that I guess is still pretty popular. Uh we have a Facebook page there. So go check that out. Nothing's really replacing it, is it? Like a lot of people talk smack Google, about Google Facebook. Google Plus has been getting some traction, but that's about it. Okay. We don't have a strong Google presence, so sorry, plus fans. Um yeah. If we there's a, a well, we have an account. Right. We used we to update it. But that was years ago. Will we have like a circle or something? Is that a thing? Have we have own? I don't know. We have okay. circles of friends, circles yeah. of us, circles, whatever. What well, question time? Um. Oh, am I am I doing this? I do you want? Okay. First one's from Allison. Uh, my final exams are next Wednesday, and I'm scared. Do you have any tips for huge test anxiety for people like me? Um. Does anyone here get test anxiety? I used to, but obviously I've been out of school for what years. What was your What was your go to solution? My go to solution was. <laughs> suck it up uh no really it was just like try to study in advance the trick is try to study enough in advance that in the last night you don't really need to study you can just kind of sleep on it and get a good night's sleep mm-hmm. and that will help mellow you out um i found also like having something to chew on while in the test as well like gum also helped a lot oh okay Help keeps your, okay. Helps keep your concentration during the test mm-hmm. never done that uh, then again i haven't had gum in years mm-hmm. man yeah like i Nathan, did have did you get anxiety uh well like for my last final exam ever uh this past time not really I, I like as long as you've been doing I I don't know what the circumstances of this class are but as long as you've been keeping up with your readings and attending like well it depends on the class but hopefully you'll be okay um maybe have a hot beverage that's a thing I do like tea or uh, it depends like I I I assume Allison might be in high school and I don't think they let you usually do that well not necessarily in the test but while you're studying you could have oh tea. okay sorry yeah. Um, I did have a mocha before the test, but I don't know if that's allowed. Maybe don't be caffeinated. Um, so if you don't get test anxiety, Caf- caffeinated how did you make avoid it? Jitters. What did you do to avoid it? Yeah, like I apparently I did avoid it. So what what do I do? Um, because like with me, I I did kind of I do what John says, and I would uh I would make sure I studied well in advance, and I would break it up to do a little bit each day, so I'm not having to freak out and cram at the end. Right, I guess... And I also agree with the whole... Mm. On that last day, I almost don't study because I've just been... I've done so much of it, I kind of just know it now. Right. I I guess the few times I've actually been scared by a test, like, that changes everything. Um, Like, linguistics was the last time I was doing really bad in a class and I really needed to pass a test. Um, And I, I'm bad at studying, though, so I totally did do the cramming thing. I just set aside a whole day 
and just crammed like crazy, and I ended up doing all right. But yeah, it kind of depends on how you learn. The thing, the thing with cramming is it sticks in your short-term memory, but like by the time the test is done, or if you don't, if you do cramming too soon, yeah, it might not be fully locked in your brain. Yeah, no. Re- relaxing and studying a bit slower and like casually and having like a couple days before the actual test lets it sort into your long-term memory while you're sleeping. Well, yeah. that, that's that's what I do because I can't do like even if I wanted to cram, I can't like sit there for you know six hours and I'm, study. I'm not gonna lie, I have done that. I've done the cramming thing too. Mm-hmm. Right, and, I, I I just can't because when I'm doing when I'm studying and stuff, it's like after an hour, I'm like I wanted I could be doing anything, and then my mind will just continuously wander until I'm right. doing something else. Yeah. So I need to be like, okay, I have a week to the test. I'm gonna do like an hour a day, and I'll be like seven hours of studying. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No. Casual, slow, relaxed studying, spaced out over a while, so much better than cramming. Right. And I guess you know if this gets you in time, you'll still have like four or five days left. So space it out. Space it out. Um. Okay. Hey, Sean. If you watch the Teen Titans cartoon, I see it's disliked. I don't really mind though. Is it just because it's different? So did I talk about how I felt about that on this show? I think you I, said I, you were gonna watch it. And I said I saw the theme song, but okay, I yeah, I yeah, you never, you hadn't saw it last week. Okay, I wasn't sure. So I have, I did watch that first episode. Yeah, I guess the second one just was aired yesterday, so I should go look at that. Um, what is so? I guess uh, what I didn't know is it's no longer like an action cartoon. Okay, and it's what? just, it's yeah, it's just like at least from the first episode, it's kind of just like the zany adventures of the Teen Titans. Hmm. So it's like. Trying to think what happened in the first one. They needed to make a sandwich, so Raven told them how to make this fake sandwich so she could watch their equivalent of My Little Pony. Okay, um, so, I see. So she kind of was just trying to get them out of the house, but then people kept coming back and blah, 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 zany hijinks ensued. And then the second one was, it's it's Cyborg's birthday, but Beast Boy doesn't have enough money, so he gets a job at a pie shop and zany hijinks ensued. <laughs> Sounds like... So it's more right. of like Dexter's Laboratory than like Powerpuff Girls, for like sure cartoon comparison, I guess. Was the other one like Powerpuff Girls? Well, because like, there was actual action. Well, okay. Yeah, the other one was like, oh villain man, the, the supervillain is attacking yeah. Teen Titans. Let's go. I guess it's more comparable to like the Batman cartoons or like right. the Superman cartoons. Yeah, but man, Sandwich Dilemma is like that's way more relatable. So I don't know. That's, that's I don't okay. know. I could relate to a sandwich. Yeah. But this sandwich was like a legendary sandwich of immortality and like Starfire had to go to another planet to get the lettuce. Oh wow, this is not See, man, Raven apparently really wanted to watch that cartoon. She did. Hmm. Um, I did hear people tweeting about some sort of My Little Pony reference in it and I wasn't sure what they were on about. But okay, now I get it. Um, So, you know, I didn't hate it. It was just kind of not what I was expecting. And I guess because I liked the original so much, it's kind of not what I wanted. But I'm gonna give it, a, you know, I'm gonna give it a few episodes to see how. But you're, I'm feeling but you're about not it. like, ugh, they totally tainted this. It's more just like, ah, it's just different. It's. I think I think that's why so many people have been having a negative response to it because I saw some people complaining that like, the characters in the original Teen Titans cartoon were fairly deep, mm-hmm. and this is just kind of like wacky hijinks, goofy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I, you know, I'm gonna give it a few episodes to see how I feel. All right. Well, there you go. Um, next one's from Shane. Hi, guys. Did any of you play the Road Rash games on the Genesis? And if you did, what do you think about Road Redemption on Kickstarter? I didn't play it on the Genesis, but I played the PSP. 
Okay. EA I, replay set that had it? I played the uh, N64 version of Road Rash. I also played the 3DO version. <laughs> there you go. So we go way back. Um, I, I don't. But how do you feel about Road Rash as a thing? Road Rash seemed all right. Okay. If it had a proper update, I'd be down with it. Uh, I didn't know about this Road Redemption Kickstarter. I'm looking at it right now. There's nine days to go. It is almost at a hundred grand out of 160,000, so it could make it. Um, hmm. I'm assuming it's kind of a spiritual success. Yeah, there's a dude with a baseball bat on a motorcycle about to hit a guy. Okay. Uh, yeah, for, I guess for those that don't know, Road Rash was kind of a racing game where you fought as you raced. Oh, so this is not Simpsons Road Rash? Uh, no. You're thinking Simpsons Road Rage. Alright, so I've just totally yeah, uh, attached from this. Okay, yeah, this this is like dudes on motorcycles with like bike chains and like sticks and whatever hitting yeah, each other. Yeah, imagine like a dirt bike, or sorry, a motorcycle racing game that was also a fighting game. Yeah. Um, people really, really liked it. I got kind of tired of the N sixty four one pretty quickly. Like maybe it wasn't the best representation of that whole thing, but it it kind of got at least playing it by yourself. It gets kind of old pretty quickly. Maybe it's an uh, awesome if I remember correctly, I don't game. think the old Road Rashes had multiplayer. At least not the first one. Oh, it didn't. Okay, I I do remember it was the thing like specifically the Genesis version. My cousin really wanted to rent it one time, but I I don't know. I think his dad was not into that or something. It was like this is too violent. And that was kind of a thing. So I never got to play the first one, or the originals. But they were well-liked at the time. I don't know, I'm pretty indifferent to the whole thing, but I guess it's cool that there's a Kickstarter. This seems like a okay use of Kickstarter. People have been talking about it for years. I remember there were conversations at my first PAX about, oh man, they should make a new one. And I was just like, I, I thought they were, I don't know. Like, there's been rumors for years. Yeah, no, like a bunch of EA guys wanted to do it. And I know that Cartierian wanted to do it at some point, but then they got put on Need for Speed. Yeah. Um, so, hey, cool, this is a way for something similar to exist. Uh, is it people from that team? Oh, okay. Co-creator of Road Rash 1, 2, and 3 is, um, at least endorsing this idea. I don't know oh, if nice. he's actually on the team. Um, Wii U is prominently labeled here. I don't know. This is the first I've seen this, this Kickstarter page, but for those that want to check it out, for those that want to support it too, you'll still have some time after this comes out, so there you go. Um, Sean, you, so you've never heard of any of this? Yep. Okay. How does it sound now, though? Motorcycles and fighting. Huh? Sure. Okay. <laughs> what was, I played Simpsons Hit and Run. Yeah, uh, that's, that, like that's basically Grand Theft Auto. But yeah. Jumping around. That game's okay, I guess. That was the uh, Radical Entertainment. Yep. And Simpsons Road Rage was basically Crazy Taxi. Yeah. And I've I've beaten that game, like, twice. I, I don't know. I, th- I thought it was okay. Um... Okay, next question is from uh, Tamara. Uh, hey, everyone, I hope you like these questions. All right. I already do. Yeah. Uh, do 3D or HD remakes of retro-style games make any sense? Since these, since these games are references to games from days past, improving the graphics and music takes away from those references, don't they? Like, kind of ruins the whole idea. In some cases, yes. That Yeah, that depends on the game. Uh, I think an example of a game that helps... The, the whole retro feel and kind of makes it feel better is Bionic Commando Rearmed. Right. Like, because it's that. Like, okay. Yeah. I guess it takes the original gameplay, adds to it, takes like the goofy references and in jokes that you would only know if you'd played the original game mm-hmm. and kind of expands on them and plays with them. Okay. But then so also. So it, it, it takes it what made the first new... game good and makes it better. 
Right. So, yeah, I think, like, the main thing is if you're remaking it, you just need to kind of get the spirit of what you're remaking. Mm-hmm. And like, I think that's the most important part. Yeah, so that's why, like, people don't like that new Double Dragon that apparently bombed horribly. Right. Some people were even kind of grouchy about Neon when it was coming out, so... I could see some. I could see why people would be grouchy about Neon, but I personally liked Neon. Okay. Um... I guess the one that stands in my mind is a bad example that is exactly this, is the Turtles of Time remake. Oh, Cause God, like, reshelled? Yeah, because they, they did away with all the old look and sound, and specifically the music and stuff. Like, improving the music was what they were doing in their minds, but they totally ruined it. Like, it's just like, well, these are terrible now. So, in that case... I, I, I think the thing with it is you either need to channel it just right... Mm-hmm. Like, there's a fine balance here, really. I need to channel it just right or go full-blown with it. Right. Like, Rearm channeled it just right. Uh, Reshelled kind of changed a lot of the mechanics of the way the game worked and kind of broke it. Mm-hmm. Because you were able to attack in eight directions instead of two. And the enemies still, I believe, only attacked in two. So it, it kind of broke the game in general. Oh, okay. Adding on, like, a lot of the music was made worse in a lot of people's opinions while, like... Let's say in rearmed, a lot of people like the soundtrack in rearmed better. Yeah, like I also like the the word like remake implies you are changing something. Yeah, because if you're not, it's just a port. It's a re-release or a re-release. Same thing. Right. So I it's like Game I think those World, are two yeah. separate things. Yeah, a port would. Yeah, it's just like hey, like yeah, like they released Smash TV on Xbox Live Arcade. That was not a remake. It was just that game. Right, or like the virtual console, it's like, hey, this is more accessible now, as opposed to, hey, we are going to make a 3 version version of this, or we're going to HD remake this. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, what was the... There was another sort of recent... Like, the Final Fantasy games? Remember, like, 3 and 4, they kind of redid? Yeah, they redid them in 3D on the DS. 4 as well, right? Like, that was yeah, a well-loved three and game. Like... Did those turn out okay? Like, did they capture the spirit of it? I didn't really. Yeah, hear apparently people really liked them. I liked playing three. I didn't play the original though, but okay. I, you know, I enjoyed yeah, cause, cause the three, game. Because three was, was one of the ones I think the only one we didn't get over here. Mm-hmm. Because like even some of the earlier ones got released on the PS One. Yeah, I should Origins play that four one because four is actually one of my favorite Final Fantasies. Yeah, people say yeah, a lot of good things. Cecil the Knight or whatever Cecil. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, you can get them on iPhone now, or at least three. Yeah. Um, I, three I know, and even though they're more than your average iPhone game, they're still pretty pretty good deal. They're comparable to the DS price, yeah. Oh, yeah. speaking of like expensive iPhone games, what's that Japanese series of like dancing idols, Idol Master? Yeah. So apparently, so that's never been in North America and stuff. No. But a version of them just came onto iOS, like sixty dollars. Oof. And I just remember Kotaku being like. This is like the most expensive game. Like ever. they don't know how this economy works online. That's crazy. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. Um. And for some reason, I searched that, and now all I'm seeing is Psy. So great. <laughs> I don't know. Great. Um. All right. Second question from from that question. Uh, what is your favorite trope in games? Your least favorite. So I guess. I don't know. I've heard this defined as like a common thing that's not quite a cliche, but it's a pretty, pretty frequent recurring notion in a game. I don't know. What would we consider jumping? <laughs> Princesses being captured. That one's pretty great. No, <laughs> buttons in video games is my favorite trope. Yeah, buttons. Fight, fighting. No, I don't Sexy know. ladies. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to think of recent ones that I actually find kind of 
especially. I, I I've been getting into like the the I guess it's now a trope of like the insane supervillain or like the the main villain just being like completely batshit insane. Okay. And kind of ramping it up. Like I guess Examples. I guess boss from Far Cry Three is a good example. All right. Well then, Far Cry Three Blood Dragon. There's an insane villain in it. Yeah, he's pretty good. Okay. Hmm. Trying like I mean I kind of like the you know melding aspects of life simulator into other stuff, but that's kind of a weirdly specific thing. Like I like you know cart life and what sort of what Papers Please is doing and having like your family life happening in some sense alongside the main thing you're doing, but that sounds kind of boring, doesn't it? I I think it's great. I'm trying to think of another car crashes. Those are cool. I guess not necessarily playing as the hero is also kind of interesting. Right. Like, kind of questioning what whether or not you're doing the right thing. Like, yeah. That or, like, in cases of, like, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, you're technically, like, the Belmont clan's always been the hero, and suddenly you're like, I am a vampire. Okay. I'm also Dracula's son, so it's like, what the hell am I doing as the playable character? Hmm. I don't know. I wish I had a better answer. Sean, do you have... Yeah, I'm, nothing's, like, jumping to my head, really. I like when they do something really weird with the camera, like God of War 3, when you punch out the guy's eyes and you're the guy. Okay. So, like, second-person camera? <laughs> kind of. I, yeah, I just like yeah, when they do really weird camera stuff. Okay. I don't know if that's a trope, though. Cause yeah, it's, it's you know, like a technique. I think, it, I think it's been done enough that it can be considered that. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Characters? Like, I, I, I'm not sure. I have to think about it. But okay, that there's some ramblings about that. I'll I'll think more on that as we continue. Um, this next one's from Brad. Ever watched a favorite childhood childhood cartoon as an adult? What were your thoughts about it? Like, yeah, you... I I still watch like Inspector Gadget every now and then. I have it on DVD. Does that hold up for you? Yeah, Gadget's still pretty funny. Okay. Dragon Ball Z is still awesome. Okay, I'm waiting for Samurai Pizza Cats to come out on DVD, so I'm hoping that holds up. Okay, like I revisited Tintin and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and I I don't know. I Tintin's not... great. Yeah, what's wrong with Tintin? Like the cartoon? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just couldn't marathon them or anything. I oh, I, I guess I can understand that. They're all like long episodes. Yeah, I was okay with it, but I I don't know. I only have one collection of them. Um, I, well, there's only two, so. Yeah, I know, but I didn't buy that other one, so that probably says something. Yeah, like I like a lot of the cartoons from like Warner Brothers like Batman Freakazoid Animaniacs all those hold up pretty well too Yeah, all the ones that were kind of written with adults and kids in mind mm-hmm. usually like the ones that hold cartoons, up right? like, yeah like that know, era Doug, Hey Arnold those are great I haven't I guess I haven't really gone like I mean I did go back to some of those video game themed ones like I, the Mario Brothers Super Show is kind of terrible but in a oh, way yeah, no. amazing Dilbert is still the best thing Dilbert is still pretty good but that was that was more of an adult ish. Yeah, I only watched the first season, but I'm trying to like, but I didn't actually watch that when it was first on. Uh, I, I did just go like a couple weeks ago to the the underground film festival had a cartoon screening thing. Um, it I'm not gonna say it holds up great, but Flintstones wasn't as bad as I remember. Um, if that makes sense, like I I, I no, was, that, that makes sense. Yeah, like it wasn't like wow, this is hilarious. It was more just like. Oh, okay. They're actually trying for some pop culture gags, and they, you know, they go to a bunch of different places. Like the main thing I remember is always the looping backgrounds and the laugh track, and those are still there. But 
they try to do stuff with that show. And I mean, it was like and the I feel first like sick, like you know, prime time cartoon that was like every week or whatever. So you got to give them some slack. But yeah, Hanna Barbera. I feel like uh, you know, Peanuts uh still holds up no matter what. Yeah, actually, I did watch some of those movies again. You can always go back to those. There's yeah. a reason they're on every holiday. Right. I, I still do really love Peanuts. I, I guess that's probably my answer then, as one that I did revisit recently, and I thought it was still fantastic. And it's, and it's like, quirky 70s, 60s kind of way, but I, I still thought it was great. So, yeah. Um. Okay, I guess last question. Uh, or questions? No, just one. Uh, this is from OnePress LTP. Uh, so I bought Metal Gear Rising, and I've almost finished the third chapter. How did you feel about the Jack the Ripper cutscene? This is pretty specific. I have not seen it, I don't think. Yeah, I haven't seen no, it No, you either. haven't. So, yeah, don't spoil for me, please. I guess I Sean won't. can vaguely say, it was good, or no, nah. I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. It's one of the, it's, I would say it's one of the highlights of, uh, of that okay. game. That sounds like it calls back to MGS2, but I don't know. Um. Okay, there, there you go. Um, tropes. I still, I'm still kind of at a loss. I apologize for not answering that better. Um, cool boss fights. That's the thing I like. Metal Gear Solid Three, the end. I, don't, I, don't I guess I don't like the trope of every game being the same in a series. Right. Like more, uh, more as long variation. As there's gotta be some change. Yeah. I guess that's that's fair. Like this, the slight iteration thing. Radical differences. Same name, totally different game. That's my favorite trope. Kind of rhymes. That's it. What are we doing with games Games of the Week? Well, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. I only played Double Dragon, so... So Double Dragon 2... What was it? 2? Double Dragon 2 The Revenge. Double Dragon 2 and The Revenge. mine's Blood Dragon, so that's two games with dragon in the title. And, and I, have, I have no dragon games. I'm going to go with uh, Super Mario Land 2. Uh, the Dragon. Coins. Dragon. Yeah. Six Golden Dragon Coins. I don't even think there's a Six dragon Six Golden in Dragons it. would be a lot more interesting. Yeah, okay. true. There's an underwater like whale and there's a giant turtle, but there's no dragons. So, yeah, sorry. Anyway, that's it. Uh, thanks for joining us in May. Um, see you next. See you next time. See you next month. Yeah, we're well, done with May. Next week. No, see you next week. Yeah. I'm refreshing this Kickstarter to see if it's at a hundred thousand.